The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brian. Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Green Over Everything podcast where we talk Eagles. We talk nothing but Eagles unless we're throwing shade at somebody else's team because they're crying because they're not the Eagles. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that this last this last week. But we're trying we're trying our hardest to get past that. I'm not. Because we, you're not? Nah, I'm not trying to get past it. We had a whole week. They gave and us I'm a whole week. I'm still rubbing it in. Has Brandon Ayuk stopped talking yet? That is true. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mike Jones over there. My name is John Brown. We got a special guest. Man, we've had on this show before. Man, we've talked to before. Man who hosts about 17 different podcasts and radio shows, and they're all good. That's the thing. You know, Jonesy and I, we, we, we'll we host a whole bunch of podcasts, give them all a bunch of different names, and it's pretty much the same show. I mean, it's still good, but it's pretty much the same show. This man got betting shows. He's got football shows. He's got wrestling shows. You know, he talks it all. He is. And, mm-hmm. and now let me run down the resume. I always got to get the resume right. And I'm going to be quick because I we don't have a lot of time. He is the CEO of Media Rise. He hosts Win Daily on Sirius XM. He is also the host of the Final Judgment on Heat Ratio Sports. That's my man, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo or Catillo. We're, pronou- we're pronouncing the L's. We're yeah, all L's. L's. Hard L's, man. Hard Cotillo. L's. That, that, got you. <laughs> Tony Cotillo. Welcome What's to up, the boys? show, brother. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's the best time than any to be back on the, on the show. That's for sure. It is, man. We got a Super Bowl uh, to talk about. We have a Super Bowl coming up. Yeah, man. Now, it's, it's great. It's great. And, and here's the thing. For the first time in my, in pretty much my life, I have a Super Bowl to prepare for with another Super Bowl win in my memory with something to compare it to. This is not five years ago when my only Super Bowl memory was picking my crying brother off the ground somewhere in Jacksonville. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I I have something I have something to to look forward to, something to reference. Tony, let me start with you. For you, what makes this experience different from the last time? What is different about this than five years ago? That's a good one. And this is you know, I'll be honest with you. For me, what makes it different is and you know, there was a lot of hate for Jalen Hurts in the offseason. And mm-hmm. what makes this me feel good, because I, I, I'm i I'm the guy who's going to tell you whether I'm wrong or if I'm right. But if I'm right, I'm damn sure going to pat myself on the back. And mm-hmm. I was all in on Jalen from the very beginning. And it's different for me because, you know, in 2017, Nick Foles, I mean, listen, Nick Foles is Nick Foles, right? He'll go down as a legend. I get it, right? But nobody really expected that. I still can't believe that we won that game, you know, against Tom Brady would be mm-hmm. the end. But for me, it's different because I'm watching a young quarterback that I knew Nick Foles wasn't our future. This is our future. So I'm watching mm-hmm. a young guy at 24 
his second year in a Super Bowl and being as calm as hell, man. Like he is, he is so maligned and and so dedicated to his craft. That's what makes it different for me because now I get to look for, forward to many more, hopefully, with this young man at the quarterback position. All right. So full transparency, I was one of those guys who following that loss in Tampa Bay last year's playoffs. I had a lot of questions about Hurts coming into this season. Yeah, you did. Many of them I wish I think were fair. I don't I wasn't JB will tell you I wasn't saying oh, he you can never be that guy. I was just let's wait and see because there's a lot of work to be done. You were a critic, not a hater. I, I will give you that credit. You were a critic. I, I was a, a critic. And every week it seemed like the first five week, four or five weeks of this season, I'd mention what my questions were. And then we're talking about the game after. It was almost like he listened to the pod, heard my questions, <laughs> and specifically answered them. Like when I said he couldn't, when I said after week one, he still didn't look great throwing to his left. Week two, he comes back and goes left. And, mm-hmm. and we're going talk about the deep ball or whatever it was, or he, he's only going through two progressions. Now he's using the whole field and every, like he answered all the questions. Have you ever seen a quarterback improve, not just improve this much, but improve this much this quick, quickly? Well, I, one thing I'll say is I, I completely agree with you. They were very valid concerns, right? I, I completely agree. And the thing that gave me hope and what I loved about it was I always said, you know, the word intangible, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. right? So I knew he was that that guy that was going to spend every amount of time in the film room. I mean, this is a guy who sits in a DB clay, in the DB coach film room. I mean, now not many quarterbacks do that because he wants to know. He wants to get better. And I looked at two guys specifically. I looked at Josh Allen. I looked at Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And everybody said Josh Allen's mechanics were horrible. Everybody said, you know, Lamar Jackson, as good as he was, he was terrible his first or second year. His completion percentage was well below 60%. So I was like, listen, this is Jalen Hurts' territory, and I know he's going to get better. And Mm -hmm. what he went out, and he did, he acquired the services of Tom House, who is a fantastic quarterback whisperer when it comes to working with, with quarterbacks and mechanics. And the big thing, guys, which was so special was they actually surrounded this guy with talent, a la Donovan McNabb, that never had that mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. for T.O., right? They finally gave this guy weapons to say, yo, young man, go out there, man. You're you're like, we're, we're here for you. We're backing you up. And and that's what I think was great about it. And, and, and you know. I get the the criticism. I understood it. Uh, and the last thing I will say is everybody with the arm strength, I think, was way overblown because to me, yes, I agree. You can't teach arm strength, but you can teach accuracy. And that was my biggest thing. Listen, if this guy can just get accurate, work on his accuracy, the arm strength, nobody's ever going to have Brett Favre arm strength, right? It's just it's mm-hmm. impossible. But if you're accurate and you can lead guys, which he did, he dropped some dimes this year mm-hmm. um, to these guys. I, I think that's the evolution of Jalen. And he's only going to get better. That's what's crazy. It's only going to get better. And that's the thing what, which I think was so surprising to me was that without – because I, I was known for saying Jalen Hurts has everything you want in a quarterback except a special arm. Yep. And because you teach that, you wonder, okay, how long is it going to take you to how to be on time and on target? Because guys that, that who have that, it tends to be something that's a little more innate to them, whereas Hurts has 
lack of a better way to say this, throughout his career, known to be a guy who struggled throwing the ball. So, and so for him to pick up that part of it as quickly as did as he did was, I think, more surprising to me than just you know being able to like zip the ball somewhere. He's really reading plays, anticipating, and getting the ball two guys on time and on target. Whereas last year you see a lot of passes who, where even if the guy caught it, he might've been reaching behind him to get it and things mm-hmm. like that. He cleaned all of that up in one off season. It seems like he did quicker, quicker than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, by the way. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. He did it so fast. Yep. That's where I was surprised with Hertz. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just great to see, man. It's great to see. So given that, given given the improvement that he's been able to make and the level of play that he has been at this season, my question is going into the Super Bowl, going into this game, does he have to does he have to be the guy to win it for the Eagles? Does Jalen Hurts have to be Super Bowl MVP in order for the Eagles to win Super Bowl 57? Yes. I think it's, uh, listen, I mean, there's no, there, listen, I, I know there's a lot of long shots out there for MVP. I do like Hassan Reddick maybe playing the Von Miller role, but um, what I will say is there's a reason why these guys, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are plus 120 to win MVP because it's a, a quarterback driven award. And mm-hmm. the way these teams are built, I mean, look at what we, we almost lost. Like we lost to the Saints or almost lost to whatever. I, I, I forget that game so much because <laughs> it was so terrible, right? So, yeah. you know, and it just showed that, yes, this team needs Jalen Hurts, you know. And and in order for them to go, listen, make no mistake about it, man. This is big red on the other side. And, and mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Fame coach, whether we like mm-hmm. him or not. And what he was able to do with this team without Tyree kill to put these pieces together with Patrick Mahomes is pretty sensational. So, you know, you're going to have to score to win. And how do you score? Jalen's got to be Jalen. What I mean by that is I expect Jalen to be a running machine. Um, You know, Kansas city gives up a ton, a ton. They gave up almost a hundred yards to Jared Stidham. They give up a ton Mm. Of rushing yards to quarterbacks, and he's going to have to run, boys. He's going to have to run, and I think you're going to see him run, and and that's going to play into that MVP award, and it's going to be a reason why they're going to win this game. All right, go ahead. No, so with that being said, if you're Kansas City, how do you approach slowing down this Eagles offense that has so much balance? So, is is that something they can do? It's tough because. You know, I, I was saying this all week. You know, a lot of people they're talking about the Kansas City offense, Kansas City offense, and then they're talking about on the other side. You know, Chris Jones. Listen, I get it, but Chris Jones played up against the Cincinnati O line that was weak as hell in Week One. Mm-hmm. They had the same deficiencies in Week One as did in Week Nineteen. So this it, this is a three down Pro Bowl. Um, nucleus on that offensive line and, and and one that they haven't faced now on the other side our defensive line has not faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes either mm-hmm. uh and 80 percent of Patrick Mahomes is damn near better than 90 percent of the NFL right so mm-hmm. so so I think 
you know, what Spags is going to have to do on the other side is he's going to have to limit the mobility uh, of Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's got to limit. If if you keep Jalen in the pocket and keep him rust and you press coverage on these receivers as much as you can, it, it kind of puts him into a mold a little bit. That, you know, you see those short, flat passes now and then. That's why I think Gainwell is going to play a big role in this game and Boston Scott uh, because I think that those two plus Dallas Goddard are, are going to have to play that underneath passing game because I think they're going to try to take the, those sides away from Jalen Hurts. So he's going to have to move up in the pocket. That's one thing. He's he's going to have to decide, bum shoulder or not, I got to run. Um, and I think you saw that in the second half of last week, um, and I think you're going to have to see that more in this game too. You talked about Chris Jones. You threw his name out there earlier. Stug. How much? How much can the Eagles take away from how 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 much they were able to neutralize, to say the word, uh, Bosa and Warner and what they did to Jones? You saw, you know, everyone was talking about Bosa going into that game, uh, the 49ers game, and he pretty much never touched Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts. Nope. And the same with Warner. He he was an on-field spe- spectator for most of that game. Can they do the same thing to Chris Jones? You know, Chris Jones, I'm a big fan of Chris Jones, man. I mean, this, this guy is an absolute stud. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's what Fletcher Cox was four years ago, right? So mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's a guy that can throw stunts. He can rush from the edge. He can rush in the middle. Um, He's going to – listen, you, you said mm-hmm. the key word, contain. Like, can they get because he he's going to evade that line once or twice and get to the quarterback. We just have to make sure that he doesn't touch the quarterback. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's the biggest issue to me. And I think, you know, having that veteran in Kelsey and having Silamalu in there, we'll see what happens with Dickerson. They say he's playing. He's healthy. You know, the elbow injury. Listen, these guys are going to get up for this Mm -hmm. game. So the interior of this line is going to be more key to me in this game than it is going to be the edges. Right. Because of what's coming through the middle. So I think that's going to be key because you already know you're not beating Mylotta and you're not being Lane Johnson who's like a bionic man playing with all the injuries he is. It's going to be mm-hmm. the interior, right? Can can they slip through that interior? And I think that's going to be the the you know the back and forth of this game. All right. So flip to the other side of the ball for a second with the Eagles defense. Personally, I've in my opinion, when they're fully healthy, Gardner, Johnson, Maddox, everybody on the field, probably the most talented secondary group I've seen, not just in the Eagles, but NFL since Seattle Legion of Boom. Mm. How do you think they match up with Kansas City's receivers who are solid, but you wouldn't really call any of them that special receiver? Yeah, you, you, it's it's great that you said that because I've been I've been saying the same thing. I mean, the, the Legion of Boom uh, with Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor back there, obviously mm-hmm. Richard Sherman. I I, I mean, listen, CJ Gardner Johnson to me is everything we've been wanting since Brian Dawkins. And yes. if you do not, Howie, if you do not lock this guy up, we got a major problem. Uh, Jigsaw's mm-hmm. coming for you because this kid is an absolute stud. And 
the thing about this, you said it, it's a very lackluster receiving core. Um, you know, McCall Harmon, not worried about him. MVS, not worried about him. Now, it, I think McCall Harmon got put on IR and mm -hmm. they're activating CEH now. So that's one down. You got Kadarius Coney, uh, who, or Tony, who's banged up, but it seems like he's fragile. He comes on the field, makes mm -hmm. two catches and goes out, right? He's like Deshaun Jackson, pulls a hamstring on every run. So you can't really worry about him. And, and and then you have Juju, who's a possession guy, which I think plays right into the hands of the Eagles because they exactly. cover possession guys, right, extremely well. So mm -hmm. where yeah. are you going to beat these guys? Honestly, I think the key is going to be Avante Maddox because he's going to be the guy who's tasked with being at over-the-top covers on Travis Kelsey. And I think mm -hmm. that's going to be where this game's won or lost for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be, it, you know, C.J. Edwards is going to be up, and he's going to be worried about Jarek McKinnon. Mm -hmm. He's going to be worried about Pacheco, whether C.E.H. plays. And, and, and you know, you're, you're going to have to worry about Travis Kelsey. So you have Kazir White. And then you're going to have the over the top with Avante Maddox. Those two guys are going to be key. So I think we match up extremely well against them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be taking away that X factor. By the way, we we don't have to worry about we don't have to worry about Juju. He's too busy worrying about Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> oh. and where to get the best. What's wrong Philly with these guys, man? Like, come yeah. on. Because like there was a stretch during the season though, where like <laughs> when Gardner Johnson was out, Avante was out, yep. and you yeah. saw quarterbacks. Um, Seem to target all those the slot receivers yep. and tight ends all the in the time. middle of the field. Yep. Yep. And people almost started to think like the Eagles were vulnerable in those places. And at the time they were. Yes. But at, when fully healthy, you throw Gardner Johnson and Maddox back into the mix. It's a completely different world because, you know, Slay and Bradbury have the outsides taken care of. Yeah. So nah. yep. I, I, agree. I personally feel like as great as Patrick Mahomes is. It's not going to be an easy day for him with that front that got 70 sacks this year creating pressure and then that back end there to clean up any mistakes he might make if they can force him into one. Yep. I agree. Hey, listen, the Bengals yep. got to him pretty well. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. they only scored 23 on the Bengals as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I know Vegas has had this line at one and a half, and I haven't seen much movement. I don't see this game really being that close. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I listen. It's am funny, I crazy man. for feeling like that? No, nah, I keep asking everybody this week. Like, I have a closer. My, I have thirty-eight, thirty-four uh, okay. Eagles. All right, but but I still keep saying that last touchdown is going to kind of be like not a garbage touchdown per se, but just to to get them a little tease that they're getting it close. But mm -hmm. I, I keep asking everybody, am I wrong for feeling comfortable? Like I feel really like <laughs> yeah. I, I keep trying to check myself, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't see anything that says, Oh wow. This is, like, I don't know, man. I, I, so it's not just I, me. No, it's, it's like not, going it's into not the one against you, the Patriots. There were Tom Brady they yes. being there, Belichick being there. There were things that made you feel like, yeah, we're capable of winning, but exactly this one, I don't but, feel that. But I feel I, like I hear, we're the better I, team. I hear the both of you, and, and let me throw this out to the both of you. I feel like that that trepidation that you both have, that you're both talking about, you're, like, you're confident in the Eagles. You, you're looking at both of these teams, and you're like, okay, there's no reason to not think that the Eagles can handle these guys, that they can take these guys, that they can beat these guys. Yet, there seems to be an underlying of talk like the Eagles are just not in the league of a Kansas City. 
And we've been talking about just a level of disrespect and it's something that I've talked about this week where it's like, this has to be the most underdog of an 14 and three team that I've ever seen. They're like, this team is 14 and three. This should be mm-hmm. a this should be a battle of juggernauts. This should be two teams. You know, this is the best team in the NFC versus the best team in the AFC. Yet people are still talking like, "Oh, you only beat Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. Oh, you haven't played anybody. Oh, Kansas City's a different type of beast." Like, for and I feel like does that play in? Is that why we're sitting here and you're like, okay, everyone's talking like this Eagles team can't match up with this Chiefs team, but when you look at it, when you break down both teams, when you break down the strengths of this Eagles team versus the weaknesses of this Kansas City team, Eagles match up pretty well. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, this is uh, this is the best team in the NFL all year. Mm-hmm. We've never wavered from that. That's why I keep like I don't understand. Like Kansas City wasn't always talked about as the best team in the NFL. He's not even the best team in the AFC. We were far none, right? First half of the season it was Buffalo. <laughs> then it mm-hmm. was uh, then it was Cincinnati. Even like, Baltimore it, got some mm-hmm. talk. Yep. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Like, we've been in a driver's seat all friggin' year. So that's why I refuse to play into all the noise. I refuse to to give all these national pundits their their self jurisdiction by saying or justification. I should say I'm not saying their name. I'm not listening to their show. It's all ridiculous. Uh, you know, one thing we do in Philadelphia, you guys know this, is we bring the best out of everybody, and it's amazing that everybody wants to attack us. You know why? Because we have the best following in the world. So they know mm. that they're going to be retweeted. They know they're going to be talked about. They're going to be mm-hmm. hated, and they love it. It's just mm. so everybody in Philly, please stop retweeting this guy's garbage. Stop doing all. You're playing right into it. They know. They, they know. Say they one bur- know. bad word about fifth Philly, and you go viral. Mm-hmm. Simple. And, and I will say this: the Niners. They're getting off the like Dallas Cowboy territory. For yes, me, like <laughs> yes, like every single one of them. Just shut up. Yes, what's, what's wrong, I, man? Yes. God. Did you find that shocking? I was shocked by yeah. that. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I like, where did it come from? I didn't know. I didn't. I know Niners fans roll like that. Like this. This last week, yep. I'm like the the whining, the oh. crying. I did not know the Niners fans rolled like that. This was a fan base that cheered for Joe Montana mm-hmm. and Jerry, Jerry Rice, Rice. and, and T.O. Ronnie Lott and, and, the team. and Ronnie Lott, the team Ro- Roger too. Craig. That's this is this is what you used to be. Yep, I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand it, man. I just to, and I'm a. I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan guy, and, mm-hmm. and he's really disappointed me, man. Like yeah. I, like I have to take him off. I mean, Mike Tomlin's my dog. He's my number mm-hmm. one guy. But you know, mm-hmm. I had Shanahan creeping up that chart, and now yes. he got to. He got to take a step back because. You know, he's acting like a little baby, uh, you know, a whiny kid, you know, who lost. And then you got Bosa, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch the game. And you got IU coming back. I'm putting all my money on KC. Like, come mm-hmm. on, stop. He's going to be broke. Like, yeah. I was telling JV. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying something about, you know, they had things in the game plan. They thought they could ah. expose Philly. I heard that. And I'm like, the things that you all tried to do not only didn't expose Philly, it got both your quarterbacks hurt. <laughs> Like, exactly. like you thought you saw something, and it, but it wasn't what you thought it was. 
It's crazy, so, man. Like, what are these guys seeing in the film room that makes them believe it was going to be anything different? You this team about, yeah, is a you juggernaut. Talk about narrative. You talk and about to JB, to your story, yeah. And JB, real quick to your question though, when you're asking about like what why people keep saying things like the Eagles haven't played anyone, but at least part of that to me is that it seems like the Eagles played a lot of bad teams because they made a lot of teams look bad. Mm. Good point. Exactly. Good exactly. Point. I like exactly. it. I yeah. mean, here's the thing. We talk about narratives, and we've heard a whole lot about Kyle Shanahan since he's taken that head coaching job. You mm-hmm. know, he we watched them creep up the ladder, and, you know, people start putting him in that upper echelon of coaches. And the elephant in the room that I have been saying for now a week and a half Kyle Shanahan in the NFC Championship game got out coached. That man got Nick Sirianni, a guy who 18 months ago was about to be run out of the city because they had a bad loss <laughs> and he was talking about, about flowers. flowers and yeah. seeds. Jonesy, you and I sat here oh, on, this, on this show and tried to, and I was sharpening my pitchfork on the air. <laughs> I was ready to run this man out of town, but Me now too. he's in the Super Bowl. He outcoached the the new coaching guru. And why his game plan got two quarterbacks killed? That's mm-hmm. Brandon. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy did not trip over the lines in the grass and blow yeah. out his knee. The coach thought it was a good idea to have a backup tight end. Blocking one of the I'm most dangerous pass rushers in the league. That's what I mean. Like, they thought they were going to expose something. That's your play calling that did that. Exactly. So I don't know what you're seeing that you thought you were going to expose. Like, you thought you were going to successfully block Reddick with a, with a backup tight end? That's Like, you thought that was going to work. And now you're exactly. still chirping. You, you see, you see where we are. You, you see oh, yeah. what's happening, and it's and it's been all week. And Forty ers fans have now just joined Cowboys fans as just the whiniest babies in football, and it's it it's kind of funny. It's <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of funny. Hey, real quick, fi- final thoughts from you, Tony. I know you uh you backed up against it. I'm looking at the clock. I see you. You're man. Uh, uh, I appreciate it. What what are you, what are your expectations for Sunday? I listen. I I want an exciting game, uh, right? I, I'm gonna be uh, listen. I'm gonna be very selfish here. I, I don't want a defensive battle. I want points. Uh, you know, I, I want to see my boy Jalen shine. Uh, I, I want to see that fiery, energetic coach mm-hmm. that everybody seems to love to hate now. Mm-hmm. That I called a dope <laughs> after his first press conference. That I apologize for. Right? It's all um, good. You can I, be wrong, man. Right. Right. But what? What? I will say this. <laughs> One thing I don't want to see, and I, I'm going to throw shade a little bit, but I, I don't want to see Howie act like he's one of the boys on the sideline. <laughs> like, that bothers what? me. You, you know like, what I mean? You didn't, you didn't like Howie in the Jordan 3. Nah, dude, stop. You're trying too hard. You didn't now. like Howie in the Jordan <laughs> 3. You know what I mean? Like, some people can just roll like that. that uh-huh. Howie's just trying too hard. He's trying to be uh-huh. one of the boys. It's and, the I Howie Renaissance. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I get it. Like, he did great. I, I, you know, but... You are where you are, man. You were the kid who got beat off for the lunch money back in grade school. Like, stop. You, let, you, like, you, you, you know, you, you still let CK stuff you in that closet, man. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you definitely. It was like, it was like, you guys will remember. It was like Sam's and lean on me, man. Like, mm-hmm. you got shoved in the closet. Like, like, exactly. come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Ask, 
asking Joe Carter to get him out. But exactly, I, you know. So I don't want to see that. I, I, I but I, I want to see a great game. Um, I, I'm very excited. Oh, and by the way, I, I'm, I'm very excited for Rihanna at halftime. So I, 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 I got to throw that out there. Right? Let me ask you guys this. Hold on. If you had, if you, if, if you had a bet right now to say what cameo shows up with Rihanna, is it Eminem or Drake? Who is it? You know somebody's showing up. I would say Super Drake. Bowl. I go Eminem. No, I, 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 I would no, say no. Drake just because I, Eminem was on last year. I, and I, mean, I was just about guy. to change my answer because I mm-hmm. thought about last year with Dr. Dre and all those guys. Yeah. That might make it more Drake favorite. Mm-hmm. Could be Only both. because of last could, year. Could be now, both. Yeah, it could be both. It absolutely could be both. Could be Jay. Yeah, it could be Jay too. You're right. Man. We, there, there's a lot of potential for cameos with Rihanna. We're, I can't wait. World's not ready. World's not ready for Hove on that stage. No. <laughs> Goat, baby. World's Goat. not ready. Exactly. I mean, he does have the connection to the Super Bowl music, so that's an easy that's an easy connection to make. Shop a quick hove did, you know. All right. Hey, real All quick, right. man, just break it down. Where can people find you? What you got going on this week? Oh man, I got tons of stuff, man. Always busy. Um Brother doing a pregame show working. early Sunday morning, uh 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sirius, uh breaking okay. out Super Bowl best bets, be hosting that from on channel 87. Um, and then I guess I'll drop drop it now, but it'll be coming out in March. So on March, uh, I'll be full time serious every Sunday, 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, hosting and every other Friday night from eight to eleven as well. So nice, uh, nice. congratulations! For, thanks, man. Thanks. So in man. other That's words, it, it, in other words, it, it was good to get you on now because <laughs> the hey, price man, of the brick just went up, listen, man. I, I appreciate you guys because you know for some reason people sound too powerful for Philly. So I just said screw Philly. I just go with the national scene and I'll do what it's I need to do. Well, you know well, what I mean? Well, well, then, if, if you're too powerful for Philly, we're glad to be on your side, man. We're glad to be <laughs> Nah, man, seriously, anytime. We're glad anytime. you mess with us, man. Anytime. Oh, I appreciate man. it, appreciate man. It. I, appreciate I love you. every minute of it. I wish uh, I had more time, man. I apologize. Not, hey, man, you gave hey, us plenty. You dropped plenty on us today, man. We appreciate that, brother. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll hook up after the, uh, after the Super Bowl. We can break down the uh, the Eagles' victory. 38 24 Eagles. Uh, I like okay. hey, I like the 38. I'm with you with the 38. I'm with you on the 38. I just think Kansas City, if they only put up 23 on the Bengals, it's not going to be easy for them to score. I'm no, giving them right. 24 because of the pace of the game. As long, not because they're yeah. out there going up and down the field. Oh, yeah. Boy, no, that's right. a good point. That's a good point. Right. We got plenty. We, we got plenty going on this week. I'll give my prediction later on this week. But Tony, it's always a pleasure, my brother. Absolutely, man. Anytime, man. Have right, a, have a, enjoy the game, guys, and we'll talk soon. Definitely. Absolutely. definitely. You too. All right. Definitely. That's uh, my man, Jigsaw. Oh, that was a good one. That's I'm loving my it. Man. I'm loving the confidence everyone has going into this game. So far, it has been a real it's been a real <laughs> good week. Uh y'all make sure y'all are downloading these podcasts. Listen to us all week. Make sure you go to bitwsports.com. They'll, they'll provide you the links where you can go get us. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports or at Jonesy and Brown. That is Mike Jones over there. That's John Brown over there. Hey, enjoy the sports. Go Birds. We'll be back. We're talking Eagles all week long right here on the Green Over Everything podcast. Peace, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, 
Go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to the Green Over Everything Podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown.